0: Welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. Joining me in studio, my co-host, Justin Baker. Good afternoon. Oh, hi. Uh, We are going to jump right into it. And uh, as you know, we've been doing top 10 lists. And so uh, as we close out our top 10 list series, it it hasn't really been that long of a a series. I think we've done five. Uh, But it is September now. And so starting with our next show, we will be jumping full-fledged into uh, you know, some preseason rankings and, and covering the preseason. And away we go. Hockey is almost upon us. We're about, uh, two, I'd say, two weeks. We're two weeks away from really having something to I'm sink so our bumped. teeth into. So uh, it, it will be very exciting indeed. We're not going to really cover any, any news today. We're just going to dive right into our top 10 most underrated players in the NHL right now. Uh, so before we get started i want I want you to give kind of your reasoning behind why you placed you know your overall rankings, and then i 'll kind of explain mine and the more sure. we'll get rolling
1: okay, cool, yeah, so for me, basically, what I did is I looked at uh each position and I really tried to think of maybe like top ten top fifteen guys in each positional area and just thought, okay. If I was ranking this guy on this team, you know, would he fall into that category? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know where would he fall in, and then just think: Do I think maybe he really could be higher? And I looked at a whole bunch of lists like NHL.com, um, you know, Sportsnet. I think we even pulled that one up before I sat down and uh, look at where they fall in terms of like rankings in terms of top NHL players. And I think NHL Network, you know, just finished up their series too. And sure. so,
0: I uh, honestly, I th- I thought about looking at that list, mm-hmm. and I hated it so much. <laughs> I remember hating it. And so I just went, Now I'm not, I'm going to look at that right. list because it, it was sort of based on like two, three years ago is what it felt like. Okay. That, yeah. That's, that's what that one <laughs> felt like to me. And I just said, no, I, especially the goalie, the goalie one. Yeah. I, I just remember it being brutal. Oh, okay. Jonathan Taves probably came in at like the number two center, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and uh, I just, what do I, I think in the goalie list, yeah, like Luongo was in there. I, it's oh no! No, top no. five. Full, full. Well, <laughs> Fleury was the top one in the fan one. They did a fan I, a fan rankings, and Fleury was the top goalie in the the fan rankings. Yeah, there which was is, which is I mean he he played really well in the playoffs, but that's just yeah. There was one on uh,
1: some fan rankings on ProHockeyRumors.com and stuff, and just they were laughable with the way the fans voted for those. I'm like, nope, I can't even. I yeah, can't it's just it. a it's just a a contest.
0: That's not. Actual, it's not based on. Yeah, I'm going to put John
1: Scott at the top of everything. Again. Sure,
0: sure. Why not? <laughs> Definitely most underrated enforcer to make an All Star Game. Absolutely, and <laughs> and win the MVP upset. Still All-Star waiting game. for the movie, right? Oh, that would be a great movie. Maybe that could go alongside. What's the? uh Oh, Goon. That could be Goon, Goon Three. Yeah. He okay. could just be the star of Goon Three. Nice. Alongside the guy from American Pie. Can't even. Yep, think Sean Williams. Yes, that's that is it. Uh, okay, well, with that said, oh, the way I did it, I went through each team. And I chose out their most underrated player. Uh, I tried to go all right, if a guy is making nine million dollars, mm-hmm. there's a good chance they're not underrated sure, but at the same time, a player can still be making a lot of money and not be talked about ever but also you know i i'll i mean there there's certain guys that made my list that I was just like, eh, this." This is just kind of your stereotypical. The reason they're on this list is because, oh well, they play in Florida or Dallas or Phoenix, you know, Arizona. It's it's one of those. They're underrated only because of the market that they play in. And so I tried to. I I have some of that. I also have some some other things mixed in there because I I think (laughs) that underrated means more than oh they get shown on highlight reels on. A TSN or something, right. you know, it, that's of course when you're watching, if you, you know, if you're a listener and you live in Canada, of course your highlight reel is going to be centered around the Leafs, probably the Oilers, maybe a little bit of flames and Montreal. Right. And then probably not much Ottawa. you know, those other, the other teams are going to be mixed in there, but uh, as, as far as who is good at the moment, but if you're in the U S we don't see much Canadian coverage. And so that can kind of also be skewed. So uh, I, I kind of took it from both angles and tried to think, you know, who's who's underrated in both markets and, and all the yeah. differences. So okay. that's uh, that's how I went about it. So let's let's hear your number ten. Number ten, okay,
1: uh, from the Dallas Stars,
0: Essa Lindell, oh.
1: on defense. Oh, for very
0: me. interesting. Yes, okay. I
1: um. I kind of went off the the cuff a little bit with a lot of the guys that I had rankings of, and um, for me, this guy, I I think he could honestly. I mean easily be a top four guy on any team in the nhl and when he they finally put him up with Klingberg, you just saw how good defensively this guy was how he could eat up minutes he plays in all the tough situations for this team and he just he made Klingberg a better defenseman i thought this year uh, at 22 watching. minutes a night yeah he he and he's gonna eat up even more minutes now too because um he's he's just that good and i i after watching him last year, I was like, this guy is, he's the real deal. I mean, he, he is the old school defensive defenseman. He's not going to give you 40, 50 points. I mean, uh, I you mean get, 27
0: points yeah, is it's nothing to uh, to shy away from. No, especially since uh, only seven of those points came, or sorry, eight of those points came on the power play. So 19, five on five points yeah. for a, a second pairing defensive. But I mean, he was playing with, once he was playing with Klingberg, that's when his points went up a little oh, more. Oh, sure. But. Okay, uh, I like I like your number ten. My number ten is also a younger player, but even younger than that. Ooh, uh, I am going with Chicago's Alex DeBrinket. Ooh, okay, who, The rookie. When I when I looked at Chicago and I said, all right, you've got Taves and you've got Kane, and of course you have some of the like a Duncan Keith and a Brent Seabrook and Corey Crawford and the names that are household names at this point because of all the runs they went on, and uh, even even Brandon Saad to a, a certain extent, and. Uh, Once I, you know, once I sat back and thought, well, Alex DeBrincat had a, I mean, the guy's a thirty goal scorer. Yeah, he he was as a rookie. That's impressive. And he is off in the background somewhere, and so I think we're only going to see him uh, take it. We'll see him take another step, and eventually, uh, maybe you know, he's the next. Patrick Kane type of player that Chicago is, is able to put forward. So okay. uh, Alex Dabrinkit is my number 10.
1: I do not hate that one at all. Um, okay, so moving on, number nine. Uh, for me, I have another defenseman, but this time from Carolina Hurricanes, uh, Jacob Slavin. Or okay. is it Jakob? Yep. I don't know, whatever. Ya- ya-
0: Jakob Slavi- Slavin? Yeah. Slavin? Slavin <laughs> Slavin?
1: Yeah, another guy who just eats up minutes for this team. and uh, Clearly him and uh, uh, Brent Pes- PC yeah, yeah. However you pronounce his, his name, but um, I gotta ask some of these players how they do, how they pronounce their name. I gotta give them a call, um, see what they want. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, he's another guy to me who just who plays all the tough minutes. And and again, why I, w- I went around the the league, and I, I did a little bit of what you did. I looked in each team and just kind of looked at their their roster, what guys they have, and maybe some guys that are a little bit underrated, um, and how far I think they would fall in terms of like you know top twenty defensemen, that sort of stuff. And he. T- to me, he is a he could be a top twenty defenseman next year, and um, you know I don't think he gets enough love because they've got guys like Justin Falk back there on defense. That well, now of, they have Dougie Hamilton well, yeah. back there on defense, so <laughs> and Calvin Dehan And to me, he's he's a guy that's going to continue to eat up minutes. I think for this team,
0: and and I'd say the most impressive part about him is his five on five play, where he has he had thirty points, twenty eight of those five on five, yeah, uh, seven goals and twenty one assists five on five pretty good and a guy who is averaging 22 and a half minutes plus per game is uh, is pretty impressive uh his shooting percentage is only 5.2 percent so perhaps that's uh maybe he you know bumps it up a little bumps bit it up, up, up yeah he up did in, finish 18th in the norris voting which was pretty good for yes for an uh, un, unknown and 13th guy 13th in the bing wow <laughs> that's i don't know i don't know how you become yeah Okay, uh, he only had ten penalty minutes. I guess actually in his in his three seasons, two hundred twenty seven games, he only has thirty penalty minutes. That's wow. That's a pretty good ratio. Uh, he is not going in the box, and and yet another reason that he's underrated is that you are playing 22 and a half minutes a night, and you are in the box for. He had five minor penalties this last year. Yeah, so he'll be there games. for the penalty kill. So he has a he has one penalty per. What what's that? 16 games, every 16 games, he gets a penalty. That's dead zook like Yes, that's that's very impressive. Uh, my number nine, also a defenseman. Okay. Uh, this, this guy has appeared on some underrated lists before, and uh, that is none other than Matthias Eckholm. Ooh, okay. So uh, the reason I put him up there, I mean, Nashville has such a potent defense, and at one point, it was like, Oh yeah, you know, Eckholm is really going to kind of be that number one guy. You know, now that some other guys have, you know, now that Suter has left and and Weber's gone, mm-hmm. and we know Subban's coming in there, but really Eckholm's the guy. And then Subban, you know, played lights out, and he he raised his game to another level. I think since coming to Nashville, and the system works very well for him. Um, and you've got Roman Yossi, Ryan Ellis rising to the top. And suddenly, Matthias Eckholm is just the fourth defenseman on what is the NHL's best defense core. And I mean, he's 34 points in uh, in 81 games, and only 13. Of the, I mean, 13 of those came on the power play, so he he can play some power play minutes. But 23 and a half minutes a night, uh, all well, only for I me, mean, 46 penalty minutes isn't uh, anything to to balk at. And I mean his possession numbers are just through the roof. He's been a plus possession player every single year in the NHL, except his rookie season. He was a 49-9. So just below that 50% possession. Uh, he had his best possession season since 14 15 this last year at 54 in a Corsi. So he is he's just rock solid. I mean you can put him anywhere, you can play him with anybody. And that is that to me is a huge indicator where where a guy like Lindell he's young no mm-hmm. knock on it I, I I like the pick I love that it's that it's off the board but he's he improved with playing with Klingberg sure there was a little uh, who bit who also of could I mean Klingberg could be on some underrated list yeah. uh, but whereas Ekholm you can put him with anybody and mm-hmm. he has always proven that he's going to be a very very good defenseman and would be. A number one or number two defenseman on perhaps any other team in the league aside from maybe Tampa and, uh, and San Jose or something. You know, other teams with a very strong decor. So, Matias Eckholm is my number nine.
1: All right, good pick. All right, okay. let's hear your number eight. Uh, number eight, I have probably somebody that you hold in high regard. I know uh, you value him. Uh, it is a goaltender from Toronto named Freddie Anderson. Oh, yes, Frederick Anderson. Yeah, to me, this guy is a stud night in and night out. I've seen him on many of days win games for this team. While Actually, taking nights. They nights. don't really yeah. play in the day very Sometimes much. Sometimes on Sundays.
0: <laughs> do they play on Sundays? The yeah. Leafs
1: rarely play on Sundays. That's true. They do. Because uh, they always
0: play Saturday nights. I
1: know. Anyways. Anyways, uh, led the league. Well, I should say the, the Maple Leafs led the league last year in shots against. And he was the bulk of the reason for them winning a lot of games is because he just, he gets... Halted every single night with hundreds of shots. If it seems like um, this guy, and he still manages to keep a pretty dang good save percentage, and I've seen him just steal a few too many games for the Maple Leaves. And hopefully, their their D gets a little bit better. He doesn't have to put up with as many shots moving forward, which would be nice because I think with that offense, they're going to be well. I mean, their so.
0: offense just got better. So
1: that, yeah, that's, that's not, I mean, Just keep the puck away. Bear, so there yeah, you, go. you know yeah <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Frederick Anderson is the 67th best player on Sportsnet. That's wow. top hundred. Uh, I think he's the seventh or eighth goalie on there. So wow. See, I would put him if if you gave me
1: five goaltenders to take, you know, throughout a season, I might actually take him. Yeah, yeah. B- I mean, just because knowing that he can handle a huge workload and he can still give you a good save percentage in return.
0: And the guys that he's now going to be behind, where like in Montreal, Carey Price is the guy right he's even if another really good player gets in there it's carrie price oh sure i mean e- even a uh you know like jonathan quick even though you have andre kopitar jonathan quick seems to be the guy that people talk about the right. most uh, mark andre fleury is the guy in vegas uh whereas frederick anderson now you're behind Tavares and matthews and uh, nylander you nylander know, marner. marner morgan riley you know and so many so many guys that you've you've fallen behind uh yeah i I I appreciate that pick. My pick is actually a Maple Leaf as well. Ooh, okay, number Uh, eight. Give it to me. My number eight is Mitchell Marner. Ooh. Yes. Wow. Uh, A guy who, you know, when I, like I said, I went through each team Mm -hmm. and I I looked at uh, who I thought was the most underrated guy. Actually, I thought uh, maybe Patrick Marlowe is, not necessarily based on numbers, but based on his leadership ability with his numbers, where he's he's a very unique player. Uh, He's still really fast, but he's 39 years old. Okay, and has all that experience, but I went with Mitch Marner because, uh, I mean, he's a been a sixty point guy every year in the league already, mm-hmm. and he has not played with Austin Matthews. Where I would say Nylander has had the advantage of playing with Matthews the majority of the time. Sure. If you remember, Mitch Marner start basically, uh, yeah, I think he started the season on the fourth line. With the Leafs this last year, because Babcock was really not happy with the way that he was uh, that he was playing defense and that he was playing on the other side of the puck, and he really worked on that, and he got the biggest treat of them all because I think he's probably going to end up playing with John Tavares.
1: Yeah, and so, I there are moments where he where I watch Marner and he has flashes of just offensive talent
0: that I say this guy could could be better than Austin Matthews sure, on the offensive sure. side. I, I think there's things that he is better at than sure. Matthews, right? Uh, and when it when it comes to now playing with Tavares, I think that you're looking at a, you know, where where you had David Pasternak, mm-hmm. and then you drop him in with Marshan and Patrice Bergeron, and now all of a sudden he, you know, he becomes this absolutely unreal player because of the guys he's playing with. Yeah. He's already a great player but then you put him with other incredible players and this young guy blossoms and becomes one of the talks of the league. Right? I think that Marner has that same potential and that line in particular has a an opportunity to maybe become that next crazy possession numbered <laughs> line where it's just nobody can get the puck from them. That would be fantastic. But they certainly play a different type of game. Not necessarily going to play the hardcore down low, although Tavares is... Very good, down low. Okay. Anyways, uh, that's my number. (laughs) Shot. Yes. Uh, Let's go. Year number seven. Number seven. I have another forward who
1: is a consistent sixty-point guy. It seems like Uh, Mark Stone from Ottawa. Okay. I thought
0: about putting him on my list. I didn't.
1: Yeah. I just uh, knowing to me, like I've considered guys like Marner, um, who don't really get all the attention that a Matthews or Tavares do in Toronto. But um, looking at a Mark Stone, I. Consistently, he's been putting up 60 points. His shot percentage always constantly sits around 15, 16%. His course he's great. But for me, even more, it was knowing that he doesn't really have great centers or consistent centers, right? He's played with Kyle Torres and, mm-hmm. you know, Matt Duchesne. Don't get me wrong. I like Matt Duchesne, but I don't ever think he's going to ever be anything more than just a glorified number two, slightly below par one a, but, um, and again, that's a talk for another show. but but to me Mark Stone is a guy who consistently performs night in and night out he gives you a solid performance and not only that but now this past season he upped his game by going over a point per game average which only played 58 games though right exactly but hopefully he stays healthy and he
0: you know continues that pace and he could be an 80 90 point guy so yeah and really when you look at it he's he's incredible five on five I mean he had Forty nine points in fifty eight games, five on five. He only he only had eleven points on the power play. Yeah, would, one goal on the power play all year. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. But how I mean, does that happen? That's because this. Oh, give it to Carlson. Let him do whatever. Yeah, I mean he he's down from six five and five of the years before. So, yeah. uh, I mean he gets those goals back and he has a career year. Uh, my number seven is. Another another guy, is a similar ilk, uh, a little bit younger, Braden Point on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, okay. Uh, out of all the guys on the Lightning, an incredibly talented team. I mean, Braden Point is, what, 20 years old? Yeah, he's a youngin'. 22, he's 22. Uh, 66 points, 32 goals, 34 assists. Uh, I mean, he, he, 11 of those points came on the power play, but 55 points, five on five. Uh, that's, that's impressive. Not to mention, I, I know that some of this can be luck, but 12 game winning goals shows that he's showing up when when his team needs him. Now I know sure. I know not always a game winning goal can be your team wins 7-1 and you happen to score the second goal, but that means that either way that means that you're scoring goals when the game is close and tight. So uh I I appreciate that from him and I think that he is, because of the guys around him, Kucherov and Stamkos, and now Vasilevsky, who mm-hmm. Vasilevsky, I thought about putting him on my list, but I think maybe last year I would have put him on my list, and this year he got a lot of recognition, and he's no longer uh, would be considered underrated. But Braden Point, probably the best player not out of those three guys on Tampa.
1: No, that's absolutely fair. I The thing I love most about Braden Point is his two-way play. Yes, he is, that's yes. He's basically... His two-way play is so good, he bumped Tyler Johnson out of that number two center spot. I mean, eighth
0: in voting for Selke. Yeah. That's that's pretty solid for a 22-year-old player. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Let's get your number six. Number six. I have another goaltender, um, my last goaltender on this list, an anti-Rotna. Oh, okay. I like from that. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I I love this guy right now. Um and I, he's, he's one of those backups, just like Martin Jones, where I was really, really high on when he left the Rangers and thought, okay, this guy's got a real good shot to be a legit starter. Um, and I, I thought, you know, could he be the next Cam Talbot, have that good season once you leave? Yeah, hopefully he doesn't have that sophomore slump in his new home like Talbot
0: did. Yeah, with the- I mean, Talbot isn't necessarily going to just crap the bed again but no yeah. exactly but so when you look at arizona obviously the f- the first
1: name you think of uh is oel you uh, instantly go to that guy and now you look at clayton keller um you look at some of the younger kids they had there but you don't necessarily think of anti-rotna and yeah and i was looking at his numbers for the last three seasons since he played with the rangers in 2015 16 and up till now every single season his games played have gone up his Goals against have gone down and a save percentage has gone up every year.
0: Hey, can't can't which, argue that. Yeah, we'll not argue that.
1: Nine thirty last year and forty seven
0: games played. So then the nine, if, and so consider if he plays sixty five games with a nine thirty save percentage, Arizona is a playoff contending absolutely. team. Absolutely. Yeah, which is which is crazy to think about. And it's, even
1: if it dips ten
0: points, that's still freaking good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. If he's at a nine two nine or a nine, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, uh, my number six also an Arizona Coyote, okay. and I struggled with this one. I like the Ranta pick as well. Uh, I'm gonna say Oliver Ekman Larson. Okay, he's been on everyone's underrated list for uh, since 2011. You know, 2012. No, 10, I respect
1: right? it mostly because and, when you think of that guy, it's the marketplace that I think totally has him not being considered yes. in the.
0: It, it's the marketplace also. See, in some ways it's the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But if he played in let's say another marketplace that's a a lower fan amount of market. Let's say he plays in Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, Tampa has good fans, but there's still I'd still consider a I guess maybe now we'd consider it a medium. Let's say Carolina. Okay. That's or a, a small a, marketplace. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of a small market team that's been a little better. Like a St. Louis they got a smaller yeah, market. Yeah, but they're there. but they've been around for 50 years. Oh, that's I, I don't know. I, I maybe uh, I I don't know if there's. It's a hard comparison because there's really no other team like Arizona where like yeah. they, <laughs> they practically have been out of the league. Everyone's been writing them off forever. Yeah, uh, but if his team had seen success, mm-hmm. then at least he makes it to the playoffs and people see him play. Uh, and I think that that's where those like Nashville. Four years ago would be considered a small market, oh sure, but yeah. now because they've had such great playoff success, suddenly they've maybe inched their way into that like well we're starting to be considered a a mainstay a medium oh, yeah. an in the middle type of market he's had no success as a team, not since no. a very like early in his career in two thousand was two thousand twelve the coyotes R-D. went to the conference finals yeah against l a it was it was in the the lockout year right was that the lock- I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was out here A lot of weird things happened. Mike Smith basically put that team on his back. Yes, yeah. uh, and so I think his lack of his lack of team success has also hurt him, and that's why I included him on this list because even though he yes Arizona bad market, but also he's been on a bad team and he's been the best player on that bad team, and I think you still take him put him on any team and he's a number one or a number two uh, on pretty much every team. So
1: okay, I can respect that and a little bit more why because. When you look at a guy like OEL, he doesn't have a lot of high-end talent to play with. Sure. For instance, you look at Hedman. He's got Stamkos Kucherov to yep. throw the puck around to, yep. and OEL doesn't. So, good pick. I like it. Um, Let's hear your number five. Yeah, number five, a guy you already mentioned, uh, Matthias Ekholm. Okay. You um, had him much yeah.
0: higher on your list, which is totally fair.
1: Yeah, and I, I love this guy, again, for the reasons that you mentioned earlier. I think he goes under the radar playing behind guys like Yossi and P.K. Subban, and he, just, he does everything and does everything well.
0: All right, fair enough. So you're number five. My number five is Cam Fowler. Ooh, okay. Uh, reason being is that there was, first off, in his draft year, uh, I think that he was ranked like seven or eighth. And I, th- and I believe that Cam Fowler ended up going, he was, of course, drafted by Anaheim, mm-hmm. uh, but he ended up going a little later in, in the draft, did he not? Um, I think that he 12th overall. Yeah. And he, was, he was ranked a little bit higher. I think some people even had him as high as five. In that draft, and so he kind of fell, and it was that like, oh, who's going to end up with Cam Fowler? And when the Ducks took him, I remember it was probably Pierre Maguire or something saying, "This guy, like, what they just got is a steal," and it has really turned out that way. Uh, we and then you know we we heard a lot about Hampus Lindholm and how he was the he's the number one guy there, the much better defenseman. He's better offensively, right. but I, I really think that Cam Fowler when he was when he was hurt this year you saw what happened to the ducks offense and so i, I think that he really is a part of a very important part of that wheel that churns the a uh, very minimal offense that we get out of the Anaheim Ducks yeah uh, they and they need him in order to produce uh whereas uh, well Hampus Lindholm no knocking him i just think he's gotten more attention uh and yeah Cam Fowler very underrated defenseman uh, as, as far as what he brings to the table for the Ducks. So that's that's my number five. Okay, not bad. I'll give you my number four. Yeah, please go. My number four is, I, I'm again, this is another guy that I'm like, uh, do I really want to include him on this list? But I feel as though I have to. Sasha Barkov has to be on any underrated list still. he He's actually on my list. Again, higher be- up. because of his team, where he plays, but also because... Of his, again his lack of success, and so I, I just he's phenomenal. I mean, it, the fact that I'm, I can't remember where he appeared on NHL Network's top centers list, but to me, him and Austin Matthews, I don't, I don't see a huge difference. Not necessarily in the way they play, but in terms of talent and ability, and ability to make everyone around them better. Uh, and I, I feel like he could be in any top five centers list across the league you know, in that four or five spot, and it'd be tough to balk at. Okay. I I respect it, and only because he's on my list too, so. (laughs) You have to respect it. Absolutely.
1: So, number four for me, I have another center, uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Okay. Yeah, a guy who, not a big name center, but to me, he is maybe the most complete two-way player in the game behind Patrice Bergeron right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at the numbers. I would say
0: that uh, Sasha Barkov is better, but yeah, I I don't,
1: I, I, you, you can definitely make that argument and I won't argue back with you because that's how much I like Barkov, but, um, and you'll find out why later on the list. But to me, I look, Ryan O'Reilly, he consistently puts up 60 points on terrible teams. Uh, Buffalo, you know, he doesn't play with, with Jack Eichel, so he doesn't have that superstar player to play alongside with. Uh, the face-off percentage, 60% last year. And right. I was reading something. He's on yeah, pace. Yeah, he's ridiculous on yeah. his face-off. So good. He's he's on pace right now to be the second most all-time right behind Rob Brendamore. Um, so it, it's crazy. Awesome. The guy plays so good at every single.
0: Uh, Even better than know. Yannick Perot. Yeah. <laughs> Yannick Perot, I swear he, he played for good. the least, but he he used to always lead the league in face-up <laughs> percentage. Yeah, so that that's that's my number four. But okay, how about number three? Who you got for uh, my number three is Jonathan Marchessault. Ooh, uh, I think maybe now that Vegas went to the finals, I, I think maybe that uh, he may not be as underrated, but I still think I see. I think that the Vegas run is we're still going to hear about how it was a fantasy run, mm-hmm. and that yeah, you know, I mean even now. When I sit here and think, are they gonna are they gonna do that again? And I'd say, hell no, there's not a chance they're going to the finals again. But maybe maybe they end up winning that Pacific Division again, and it's tough to bet against them yeah, the way that true. they played and the way that uh, Gerard Gallant coached that team. It's it's tough to bet against them. But Jonathan Marsha is still incredibly underrated. Uh, is insanely fast. Plays so well with whoever plays alongside him and he's almost underappreciated everywhere he goes from Tampa to Florida to Vegas. Even on Vegas, there were players that are bigger than him. And to me, he's the star of the show. All right. I I
1: respect it. Uh, my number three, a Jaden Schwartz from St. Louis. Ah, I like that pick. Yes. As do I. That's why I put him there. Uh, (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah. Uh, to me, this is a guy who consistently puts up good numbers and I'm, I'm, I'm very much interested to see how St. Louis this upcoming season pairs their their top two lines because you're going to have you know Shen and O'Reilly being your top two centers, obviously. But do they split up Tarasenko and Schwartz? Do they put them on you know a different line? Each? Yeah, I think you have to. I absolutely I, yeah. I agree, and I, I would love to see
0: you know well, and remember you've got Robbie Fabry there too so yes, it's going to be a and a Bozak more depth playing for them. that third center yeah. line
1: which it's going to be phenomenal for them i'm excited but um you know but back to Schwartz he to me has been a guy who constantly flies under the radar of that team behind you know Teresenko obviously <sighs> Peter Angelo um, all the, all the all the star power and he just he performs night in night out he's he's a great goal scorer has great hands and you just and everybody i saw there was a list of uh, on nhl.com last year they had like top you know, un- underrated guys, and and constantly his name was popping up all over sure. the place with sure. good reason. He's sure. phenomenal. And and then last year we we actually looked at it. It was um, uh, the NHLPA's top underrated players or whatever, and he came in at like number four according to the
0: players' all votes. Right. So all right, well that's fair enough then. And yeah, the guys that actually play against him say he's fantastic, and I'm pretty sure Barkov is the top of that list. I feel like he always says he was in the, he was in the top says, five yeah. for sure. Um, I am going to go back to one thing you said. Please, I'm I'm going to help you with the pronunciation here. Because this, and you're not the only one that does it. No, no. This is, please go ahead. This Is this is for everybody? There is a defenseman on the St. Louis Blues. Did I say Pietrangelo? Goes or by Peter Angelo all, is often called Peter Angelo. <laughs> this is the way that you should remember it. This was my a fantasy hockey team of mine. Okay. This was the name of my team, Chicken Pot Pietrangelo, Pot Pietrangelo, pie, tra- Pietrangelo. Petrangelo, Petrangelo,
1: yeah, okay, Alex Petrangelo.
0: So, pi- oh. pie, pie. You remember the pie, you know, yeah. Chicken pot pie, Trangelo.
1: Interesting. It? It's it's like Anthony name. I, I I can't remember who it was. I think maybe it was Ken Daniels on FS FSN who said this. He's like, think of it and nice to see you, Anthony Seo. Uh,
0: there you go. So and that's just but see, he, yes, his name's right? name actually spelled Pie Trangelo. So Trang- I just pie, I Trangelo. that's how i remember chicken pot pie Trangelo, and that was okay. my that's my most creative fantasy team that I ever came up with. Interesting. So whether that makes me sound Creative or a very lack of creativity? Mm. I, that's up for you. I don't. I don't to, mind uh, it though. To decide. Um, okay, so your number two is Sean Couturier. Okay. Yeah, Sean Couturier. I, I think a guy who has Couturier. not Couturier. Yeah, <laughs> I Couturier.
1: Um, a guy Couturier. who basically last year. Broke through the roof, proved to everybody, and hopefully the respect is still there because to me, I, I still don't think he gets enough love for what he can do, like Ryan O'Reilly at both ends of the ice. Sure. Um, but now you've, you've seen the offensive output potential that he has and that he can do it because, can, you know, when he was playing on that third line center spot for Philly for so long, he was only putting up 30 points. And, you know, obviously when you don't get the ice time and you don't have good players to play with down there on the third line, you know, it's going to be, he's going to struggle a little bit to put up some points, but. Now you look at him, and he's a guy who, to me, is a little bit underrated for what he potentially can do.
0: Yeah, and uh, he was ranked 18th on the centers on NHL Network's list behind Uh, William Carlson, mm -hmm. and uh, that's probably – I guess that's probably about right where where he is. But at the same time, in in the breadth of every single player throughout the league, I – I would agree. He is underrated, certainly. Yeah. You don't think of him as being a top twenty center. No, not at all. But or he, even a first line center. He for certainly the played that way this this last year. We'll see if he can continue that. Uh, my number two. I actually okay. put two players together because I <laughs> okay. don't because I I don't think they really played much time apart. Okay. And uh, and I I said Johnny Goodrow and Sean Monaghan. Wow. Okay. As the second most underrated player, they are just one player. They really are. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, to me, that pairing of players, there are only a handful of players that are, you know, that are paired together that are better together. Yeah, and that are better individually. Sean Monahan certainly the lesser of the two, mm-hmm. uh, but I think on a on a good Flames team mm-hmm. where you can't just. Pour everything you have onto that line, and because you know that the depth of the rest of the team isn't there, yeah. Uh, and I think if they figure out who's doing what role defensively speaking, um, and with a new coach, I think this team is going to be significantly better. I think you might see both players approach eighty points this next year. Yeah, I'm interested to see if they add
1: James Neal to that line or if they, mm, put yeah. Him down. So that'll, that'll be, be interesting too. Yeah, he would he would be a nice little spark for those two for sure. I love it. Well, who is your number one? Number one, uh, yeah. Sasha Barkov. Okay, All yes, right. he came in at number one for me, and uh, for again a lot of the reasons you said. I, I, again, I, I think he honestly could probably be in my top five centers in the league. If I had to take
0: five centers to to he, win, now yes, he might. Here is the thing. Yeah, I would take him over on Zay Kopitar. Absolutely would. NHL Network has Kopitar ranked as the sixth best center. Barkov is the thirteenth. Real quick, record. read them off the top five. I, top I don't five for okay. NHL Network was yep. Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Nathan, uh, sorry, Evgeny Malkin, Austin Matthews, and Nathan McKinnon. Okay, which which I, I have no problem with. No, that, that's a can't fine argue list. with that one. Uh, but Anze Kopitar to me, then then you kind of On- Kopitar, Scheifele, Bergeron, Sagan, and Tavares. Okay, uh, to me that. There, there's so many. There's other guys names you names rotate in there. Would, in there. It's, yeah. it's hard to, hard to say. But I would definitely take Sash over a
1: guy like Tyler Sagan. I might even take him over Patrice Bergeron you, at this yeah. point in his career.
0: Yeah. So yeah, certainly. Uh, the thing is that my number one is actually Tyler Sagan. Is it? Yes. Wow. A, a player okay. who is talked about a lot, but mm-hmm. really not in a good light.
1: No, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, early on in his career, he kind of got. I, putting this light from Boston, the whole trade situation. Yeah, where he's no, like, I think
0: that Boston, they did exactly what they did to Phil Kessel. Yeah, they did to him. They almost tra- They almost did it to Pasternak. They almost did. Yeah, I think that they just had. There's something weird that happens there. I don't know if it's it's the yeah. Their current owner. GM
1: was the assistant GM when they decided to trade uh, Tyler Sagan. So yeah,
0: I mean it was. Uh, What's his name? Was, but Peter yeah, Shirelli God, was the guy that traded him. Right. Ultimately, but. I, I just think so, something... I don't know if it's their owner. I mean, their owner is... Uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. I can't uh, But he's one of the more influential guys throughout the league. I think they put out a lot of crap about those players mm-hmm. uh, to burn them after they were traded. Because all they it came out like, oh, they traded him, and then it was like, oh, he was a terrible person. Attitude problem. It's and, like, yeah. the guy's 21. Right. I, let's be honest here. Most of these guys, to us, mm-hmm. like if we were to go and... They were to meet us somewhere at a bar. We'd probably think they're almost all douchebags. <laughs> that, that's like these guys have a, ch- a crap ton of money. Yep. they're very young. Yep, and other people that are you know that go out with guys like that, they're probably gonna think they're a douchebag. That just is well. what it is. Does it, now whether or not they like they actually are, they just might. That just might be the the vibe you get from them because they're. I mean. They're more popular, they're mm-hmm. you know, people know who they are, and so they're under a microscope, and so it makes them a certain way. I mean, I, I don't blame them. Uh, but no. and, and I'm sure that a lot of some of these guys are really nice guys, just like the real world. Some people you work with are really nice and some people aren't. And yeah. that's doesn't matter how much money you make, you're gonna have nice people and you're gonna have people that suck. Uh, but Okay. Tyler Sagan makes my my top list. Also, I've scored forty goals for the first time. Yeah, that this doesn't year. hurt. And, and, uh, and no other player on either one of our lists have ever scored forty goals. I don't think
1: that's very true. No, so. they have not. So. And not to mention, too, he's up in a contract year, so maybe he does forty again, and then they really got to pay him out. Yes, yes. at yes. this point, you got to look at the uh, the John Tavares deal as like a, a benchmark for what he might get, like 10, well, 10 and, a half
0: million and and uh, what was I hearing that? So who just signed? Somebody just signed a big a big contract. Oh, Shifley. Oh, Mark yeah. Shifley signed his you know 8.25 Blake 25. Wheeler. Oh Blake Wheeler, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Blake Wheeler. And people are looking at that and going, look, if Blake Wheeler, who's thirty two, is getting this, you're twenty six, mm-hmm. you know, how much more valuable is and he's a center. Yeah. Not so, to mention
1: no state tax and
0: Right. I mean I, I think that that's worth like a million. Yeah. Sure. It's it's not worth three or four. I he he has to get eleven. He I mean, will get a lot. If he has another season
1: like he did last year, it's it's definitely possible. I know Dow, The Stars are a team that has their own internal budget. I know they're really their wallet's a lot tighter than a lot of other teams, which is still crazy to me because they.
0: And are, do you want? Do you want to ex- like? It's not about. Oh, we can't give you more money than Jamie Ben. Right. It's, it's nine and a half. It's all right. Let's look at what was nine and a half. What was the percentage of the cap at the time? Right. Yeah, he signed his a couple years ago, yeah. and, and so absolutely. you just stick with the percentage, and that's what you have to do because yeah. it's a new contract. And the market—I mean, this. you also have to think of it too. The market for number
1: one centers is very, very thin. Right, and they—they they have absolutely nobody playing center behind him. Nobody at all. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: I can't wait to. What, I mean, our next thing, of course, we're gonna go. We're gonna go through team by team, and we're gonna do all, all sorts of ranking division stuff. And oh man, yes, all that will be be coming up. Uh, let us know what you think of our most underrated players. Did we miss? a miss a guy that you are certain should be on this list um, I know there's there's a couple underrated guys on every team so it's this is a list where it can be all over the place but uh, we hope you enjoyed our list and starting next week we will be coming with actual NHL news yes. and uh, <laughs> and we'll be having some fun uh, we'll, we'll do we'll continue you know we, we love our lists as as do our listeners uh, I think it gives everybody something to talk about too but uh, we'll you know, it'll be centered more along the lines of teams and the seasons we think they're going to have. And, uh, I would love to do, I, this is a total steal move. And by stealing it, I am going to, uh, tell you if, you, if you're, if you're into hockey podcasts and you want to listen to other ones, you don't know a whole lot. Hockey PDO cast is a really interesting podcast. Mm-hmm. They do a watchability rankings. Ooh, that I really like. I really enjoy it. And so I'd love to do our own watchability rankings. Okay, uh, so um, we'll take some time. We'll, we'll, that'll that'll be coming up in the next few weeks here. Um, but in terms of hey, which team is going to be like you must watch as many games as you can, and which teams can you kind of go? Eh, I'll, yeah, I'll watch them <laughs> when they play Vancouver at ten thirty p.m. on a Tuesday night, and I can't sleep. Brutal. <laughs> so okay, well we will uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Starting next week, we will uh, we will start rolling out more shows, more than one a week here. So yeah busy yes yes but we will we'll be back into the into the groove and as the season starts we'll have much more to talk about follow us on twitter at ot hockey talk let us know what you think and uh you know share this podcast with your friends if you know people that like hockey we'd love to uh to have more listeners and have more people interacting with us on twitter as well we will talk to you guys very soon